Hey, thoughtful third graders, welcome to another episode of Thinking Through Third Grade. I'm Mrs. Guy, and I have an awesome co-host with me today. I'm Miss McKee, and it is so wonderful to be with you today. We are going to be talking about a new home in America. So we're going to be talking about how people move from other countries over to ours. No, we just didn't wake up one day in America. There was a reason why we got here. Sometimes people move for religious freedoms. That was the big case back in the 1700s with people moving from Europe over to North America. And then sometimes they came for jobs. And that was really the case with the um, Chinese immigrants that came over um, to the California. Yes. And you know what? Sometimes people moved from another country because they wanted their religious freedom. And they also want to be maybe closer to home, to families. Especially if their family had already moved here before them. Absolutely. And, you know, moving is hard. I know you and I had to move down the hallway and that's nothing compared to what they had to go through. I know. We had to pack up our room and then unpack it when we got into our new place. Right. And we had boxes and boxes of stuff because, of course, we're teachers and we have everything in the world. We really kind of do. But imagine if all you could take was one backpack and you're going from one country and leaving everything you know back at your old house and you get one bag. Oh my gosh, boys and girls, what items would you pack in your bag if you were moving to a new home? Back in the 1600s and the 1700s, lots of people came over from Spain, France, and England. They crossed the Atlantic Ocean on those big ships that we talked about last week and they were able to settle in North America. Did you know that when you did that and you move across from one country to another, that you're called an immigrant when you come to a new place? I did not know that. Do you know what an immigrant is, Miss Guy? Um, well, it's somebody who moves from one country to another. So would I be an immigrant if I moved from Louisiana? Hmm, not necessarily. I think you're right. I think I would have to come from a whole new country to be considered an immigrant. Yes. And so with that... Um, We had people who came, like she said, over from the 1600s to cross over the Atlantic Ocean and to to come to our great vast land. It really wasn't called the United States at that time. It was just a vast land. Mm -hmm. Now, they did encounter Native Americans like we talked about, um, but the British really colonized North America. They made it a new place. They called it New England when they got here because it was a newer version of the England that they came from. But you know what? In the year of 1783, the United States, they won their freedom from Great Britain. And so now our nation was made and uh, we were made up of 13 states and they're all located, like you said, in the east in the New England Some of you may know of a very popular icon in America, and that is called the Statue of Liberty. Have you ever been to the Statue of Liberty, Miss Guy? I actually went this Thanksgiving, and it was amazing. Just seeing it, I could imagine myself as an immigrant coming over from Europe way back when um, for religious freedoms and just for freedom in general, and it really took my breath away. Have you been? You know what? Last summer, I went to New York for the very first time because it was on my bucket list. Anyway, we took, I didn't go on and and touch the Statue of Liberty, but we took a boat ride and we kind of went around it and looked at it. It's pretty amazing. It's not as big as I thought it was going to be. I thought the same thing. 
but it's still very captivating to see it. It just takes your breath away because of what it meant to so many immigrants back in the day. And you know what? The Statue of Liberty, it holds a lamp at the very top. She's Mm kind of lifting up a lamp and it's to welcome people to the United States. Mm. I definitely felt welcomed, even though I am a citizen. Like I said, I just put myself in that and I just felt overwhelmed with excitement and pride. And it was just a really cool experience. It really was. Okay, Miss McKee and I are having way too much fun with this. We really kind of are. But you know what? As more immigrants came to the United States, the cities, they became really crowded. Mm -hmm. And so they needed to go and find more land. Ding, ding, ding. I have a vocabulary uh word. (laughs) Vocabulary. Okay, so when they moved west, it was called the frontier. Frontier? Yes, the frontier. Kind of like a Daniel Boone? Yes. Oh, Daniel Boone. So a frontier is a region that forms the edge of a settled area. It's a place where a lot of people haven't mapped it out yet. We hadn't been there. And remember, we talked last week that Lewis and Clark were um, commissioned to go and really map out and learn what was going on in the West. And that's where, you know, everyone started moving. And they moved on something called the Cumberland Gap Trail. You know, they when they moved there, uh, they had to have somebody go and scope it out. And that is where Daniel Boone comes in. Mm-hmm. And so, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, anyway, he worked with 28 men to widen the Cumberland Gap trail and to add new paths so that people because you know we don't have airplanes and we don't have cars right so there is only different ways of transportation like we talked about last week of how you can go through so that's where your wagons came in and all of that all right miss mckee so i know there's this thing called the homestead act that they really put into place when all of this was happening with the moving west. Can you tell me a little bit more about parts of it? You know what? In order for you to be a homesteader back in uh, 1862, a person had to agree to build a house and live on the land for five years. That's a long time. It is a long time. After that, the person would then own the land. Thousands of families, they traveled west to find a new home. And then by the 1900s, Miss Guy, there were 600,000 homesteaders in the west. Oh, my gosh. I know that might not sound like a lot nowadays, but back then, that was huge. That was a lot of people. Okay, but ding, ding, ding. Here's a vocabulary word. Oh, yeah. What is a homestead? So, a homestead is an area of land that includes a house and its building. So, if I lived on a farm, it would include if I had the barn or, like, a shed to keep myself. It's everything on that land. But did you know that life, it was kind of hard. It was kind of difficult for them to uh to to make it because they didn't have like the supplies that we have now did they no they could not just go to home depot and get some wood they had to chop down their wood they had to carry water in buckets can you imagine that there's no running water do you know how heavy water is in a bucket it is heavy yes and they had to grow all their foods and neighbors were so far so they couldn't even go ask for help very easily it was it was a really rough time and they didn't have air conditioning. I, I can't with that. But you know what? Not only that, but you know how when we live in our homes, we're kind of like all side by side, side by side, like mm-hmm. in a subdivision. That's right. not the case back in those days. Your right. neighbors were very far from each other. Yeah. Hi, guys. We're back. Listen, I have some trivia for you. 
Do you like our new sound? I love that sound. It is so fun. Well, how many of you enjoy wearing blue jeans? I love blue jeans. I actually am wearing them right now. I'm wearing them too. And you know what? They're very, very comfy. And if you noticed how much thicker they are than regular pants. Yeah, I was noticing that. There is a reason why. There was a man who invented the... Uh, blue jeans and he was his name was Levi Strauss and like that, Levi's like just like the Levi's oh they were named after him okay um, he um made them because everybody was going out for the gold rush mm -hmm. and they needed something sturdier something where that wouldn't just tear up and all of that okay so he got some denim and he sewed them together and he made some pants. And now that's why we get Levi's and all those other wonderful name brands. And that yeah. all kind of happened like in around the 1848, 1850, somewhere around that age. Okay. So. But I also heard something while you were saying that. Did you happen to hear a vocabulary word? I did. Our vocabulary word would be gold rush. Miss Guy, do you know what a gold rush is? So the gold rush back in 1848 was when thousands of people came from around the world. They came from the East Coast, that New England that we were talking about. And they also came over from China um, for these opportunities to own land and to make money off of finding gold because gold was very expensive so yes. that people got rich fast oh my goodness yes mm -hmm. um but that also kind of led to some tensions between the people who came from the east coast and the chinese immigrants you know what i have a little bit of trivia for you ah really i do it's not working again <laughs> beer, 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 beer. apparently we only get one trivia thing per session <laughs> i know anyway if, have you ever heard of the San Francisco 49ers? They're a football team. Yes, I've heard of the football team. Well, they got their name, the 49ers, because of the gold rush. Ah. And that's what they called them, were 49ers. Oh, that's very interesting. With the gold rush. I know. Just a little bit. If you're ever on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, you now know that answer. There you go. So with that tension, it kind of led to what's called the Chinese Exclusion Act. Yeah, because at first, um, we Americans, we really did welcome them because on all of that. But then to, you're right, right. Tensions did start going. And then because the Chinese immigrants, they were taking way too many jobs. They were like take, just taken over with their jobs and stuff. Oh, okay. So in 1882, the United States government passed the Chinese Exclusion Act. Okay. And that's a vocabulary word. Exclusion. And what does exclusion mean? That means to keep people out of a place. So that really stopped immigration from China to what is now the United States for the next 10 years. Yes. But then also in the 1880s, Japan started allowing workers to move to the United States. Okay. And many of them lived in California. Okay. But they also lived in Hawaii, by the oh. way, which is not a state yet. And then most of them worked on farms and they fished. And some of them actually owned small, small businesses also. Oh, very cool. So it's really important to remember that with immigration back in the 1800s and even the back in the 1600s, they came from Europe for religious freedoms, but they came from China for work opportunities and even Japan um, for better opportunities for their family. To me, it sounds like settling in America came with its ups and downs. Would you agree? 
I do agree with you. The, and remember, it's uh, an immigrant that comes from one country to another. And when they move from Great Britain to come over here to the East, don't forget, boys and girls, that they came over here with nothing. They mm -hmm. they didn't have the grocery stores. They didn't have the department stores. They had to build everything from scratch, so they had to get it all on their own. And they had to grow their own vegetables and, you know, get their own meat. And it, just imagine coming from China. They had a whole different type of, you know, lifestyle than the Europeans did when they came here. So... It sounds like it was kind of a struggle. It was, but there were also ups to it also. Right. Just like they were just trying to get away from religious freedom because they didn't want to be told how to, um, to for their worship. How they wanted to worship, yes. And then some of them, they just hoped to earn some more money, remember? And right. so with that, we had the, don't forget, we talked about what, the Homestead Act. We've talked about the Gold Rush. We've talked about the Chinese uh, Exclusion Act. With that, and then we've kind of maybe touched a little bit, maybe on the Wilderness Road with Daniel Boone and all of that. And the Cumberland Gap. Yes, we did. We did. So, boys and girls, it's about time for our session to be over. I had a lot of fun with this one. I did, too. I really enjoy learning about how America became the United States and how we all came to be. Because you know what? A lot of people don't know. And so that's why we have our little history that we want to talk about every week. Right. And it's very fascinating to me with all the maps that you can see, all of the icons in America. And, you know, I just think it's going to be exciting to keep on doing this. I know next week we're going to start talking about how communication has evolved. So the first episode we talked about how transportation has changed over time. This week we talked about just kind of settling in North America and how that's changed you know, in the couple hundred years that we talked about today. So I'm excited to see what happens in communications because I have a feeling they probably didn't have cell phones back then. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they didn't. But boys and girls, I have a question for you. I want you to think. I want you to kind of reflect and think. Think about the life back there in the 1600s and the 1700s and the 1800s. If you live back then, what what would be your take? How do you think that you would, what you would need to do to in order to survive and to build a home and stuff? Yeah, I think that's going to be a really good reflection. And I'm excited to see what my kids do with it and see what your kids and kind of compare them. So, it would be life back then. Just think if you lived back then, no video games. Oh, my kids are going to struggle with this. I think any kid would struggle I think with any video kid, games. Especially on TV. No TV. Right. No TV, no computers. No telephone. So, well, I think our time is up for oh, this okay. episode oh, of okay. Thinking Through Third Grade. And yes. until next time, I'm Miss Guy. And I am Miss McKee. Have a good one.